Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Devin Booker carries the Suns to a 2-0 series lead. The Orlando Magic are close to landing their next head coach. Plus, can the Buccaneers follow in the Lightning's footsteps in Champa Bay? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Phoenix Suns are just two games away from an NBA title. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks in game two despite a monster performance from Giannis and Tedekumbo. They get to win 118-108. Joining me now from Locked On Suns, Brendan Clean. And Brendan, this is a Suns team that just keeps coming at you. Devin Booker made shot after shot. They they hit 23s in this game. How much of all of this is stuff that we should just expect? This is this is gonna this is gonna keep up because the Bucks don't have answers. It's hard to come away from what we've seen not feeling that way. We saw that Chris Paul um, was the, the the main guy in game one. We knew adjustments would come. You and I talked about that. They did. Giannis was helping more aggressively. Chris Middleton was doing the same. Brooke Lopez was dropping. And they, they just found a way to get shooters open. They made eight of those threes in the first quarter alone. And then, like you said, Devin Booker kind of acting as the closer. Uh, P.J. Tucker had quieted him. He started two of ten from the field, Booker did, and then ends up, I think, shooting over 50% from the field because of that second half. So you're right. They they can beat you with their role players. They can beat you with their stars. They can beat whichever defense you throw at them. And uh, like you said, they have uh, two more wins to get to the uh, promised land as a result of that. One of the old adages in the NBA is that the role players play better at home. The series now shifts to Milwaukee. The Suns got 27 from Mikhail Bridges. Um, you know, they got contributions off the bench from Cam Johnson, from campaign, uh, with campaign more so in game one than in game two. If this can flip in game three and game four, how big do you think that will be for the Bucks? Well, the reality is it needs to, because after game one, you could have said that Giannis Antetokounmpo was, um, you know, not his best playing 35 minutes, only taking 11 shots. Well, he gave the Bucks the game that an MVP gives his team, right? This was the game that you should win on the road with your best player scoring 42 with a knee injury, giving it his all. And the reality is that the other players on the team were not good enough. Pat Connaughton at times, I think I saw you tweet this, was the only player who seemed to have the aggressiveness requisite for an NBA Finals game. So Bryn Forbes, Drew Holiday, P.J. Tucker, these guys are going to need to come alive from deep, from whatever, to get uh, the Bucks back on track because... They have not looked, like you said, like they have many answers at all. If uh, For the Suns to close this series out, Suns in four, maybe, maybe. I know at least one guy who probably still thinks that. What needs to happen? Well, I think it, a lot of it does come back to the superstars. Um, Devin Booker and Chris Paul have, I think, back to the game three, uh, or I'm sorry, game four against the Clippers on the road in the last series. That was an 84-83 game. Nothing worked for either team. And the Suns were able to, with their IQ and sort of shot-making prowess, just get the job done. I could see games looking like that in Milwaukee uh, if, if it starts to take the shape that the Bucks tend to make games look when they are at their best. It could be a defensive game, and you're going to just need guys to cut to kind of buckle up and do it. 
I don't think it'll be a sweep. I think that's unfair, but um, it's not looking good for the Bucks right now. They're going to need to change how these games look in order to win. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, the Orlando Magic are close to hiring their next head coach. That's next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Should Damian Lillard stay or go? That's the big question for the Trailblazers since their first-round exit from the playoffs at the hands of the Denver Nuggets. Lillard, who is getting ready to compete in the Olympics for Team USA, isn't here for the speculation. At this point, you know, there's it, a lot of things being said, and sometimes words being put in my mouth, and I haven't said anything. You know, I think... Uh, should be all of the people who've covered me since I've been in the NBA. They know that if there's something to be said, or if I think something or have something to say, I'm going to say it and I'm going to stand on it. So, like I said, uh, it's been a lot of talk and I, nobody's heard what I've said. Or nobody's heard me say any of these things. Um, but anything that I that I have to say, I'm going to say it directly to to Neil and I'm going I'm address it directly with with my team. So. I don't really have nothing to say to you guys about it. Everything that I that I need to say and that I feel has been said to, to Neil. So it's really nothing else that I have to say about it. The biggest heavyweight bout of the summer has been postponed. Tyson Fury has tested positive for COVID-19 and his bout against Deontay Wilder will be rescheduled for later this year. The fight was originally scheduled for July 24th at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Astros shortstop Carlos Correa and second baseman Jose Altuve announced Thursday that they will not be attending the All-Star game at Coors Field. Both players were selected to the AL squad as reserves. The first place Astros will still be represented in the game by outfielder Michael Brantley, who is also a reserve, and reliever Ryan Presley. Correa, who leads the Astros with a 390 on base percentage, said Thursday he needs the time to be with his wife, Daniela, who is pregnant with the couple's first child due in November. Australian tennis star Nick Kyrgios has pulled out of the Tokyo Olympics saying playing without spectators doesn't feel right. It's a decision I didn't take lightly. That from a Kyrgios tweet just hours before that statement Olympic organizers banned all crowds from the games amid Tokyo's ongoing state of emergency due to the coronavirus. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for this month on betonline.ag. The NBA draft is just three weeks away, and the first overall pick might be a lock, but you can still bet on it. The betonline.ag lines for the first pick in the NBA draft are Cade Cunningham as a minus 2,500 favorite. Oof. Evan Mobley at 10 to 1, Jalen Green at 10 to 1, Jalen Suggs at 14 to 1, and Jonathan Kaminga at 20 to 1. I have to be honest, I like Jalen Green at 10 to 1 there. For all your NBA Finals, Major League Baseball, Olympics, and golf lines, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. There was other NBA news, not just the NBA Finals, though not quite on the level of the NBA Finals. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, the Orlando Magic are closing in to bringing in Jamal Mosley, Dallas Mavericks assistant coach, as the team's next head coach. Joining me now from Locked On Magic, Philip Rossman-Reich. And Philip, uh, the, the Suns are a team very much in search of an identity. 
How do you think that would or wouldn't change with someone like Mosley, who has the seal of approval from Maverick star Luka Doncic? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the Magic obviously, you know, are kind of this unmolded mass. Um, you know, they they made the big trades that they did at the trade deadline, uh, and and they're restarting the franchise essentially. Um, you know, they've got some young players that I think are really interesting and can play in the NBA. It's not like they're starting from scratch per se, but um, they're they're a team that very much has uh, uh, an unwritten future in front of them. And so I think, you know, there, there are guys out on the team that can defend really well. I mean, with, with Jonathan Isaacs healthy, which, you know, hasn't been very much. And obviously he's coming off a touring CL when he's healthy. I, I think that he is one of the best defensive players in the league. I think he's an all defensive uh, team caliber player. Uh, so what the magic are looking to do here when hiring and potentially hiring a guy like Mosley is bringing in a guy who, you know, has a little bit of a defensive acumen, but can also, relate to players. Um, that's, that's such a big thing, especially with young guys to just, you know, relate to them, get the most, get the most out of them and kind of, you know, be, hold them accountable, but also still, you know, you know, pick them up a little bit. Um, and, and his, his relationship obviously with Luka Doncic is well known. Uh, he's been with a lot of kind of rebuilding teams too, throughout his, throughout his coaching career, um, you know, both with Denver and with Cleveland. So it feels like this is a, this is a guy that the magic believe can take this team com- from kind of crib to playoffs, if, so to speak. The Magic have some talent. They have some assets to move forward to to get some more young talent. How much do you think that played a factor? And hey, this is a guy who could come in and actually maximize some of the players, the young players who haven't realized all that potential yet. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think I think one of the reasons why the Magic are looking at you know a, a youngish, and I know Mosley's like 41, 42, uh, a youngish kind of first time head coach is because. This is still a team that this is a team that that's going to need some time. Um, they're going to need someone with a little bit of patience. I mean, look, the Magic made the playoffs two straight years under Steve Clifford after a six-year absence. They made this decision to pull the plug. If if Steve Clifford had the patience to go through a rebuild and work with you know an extremely young roster, Steve Clifford would still be the coach of the Orlando Magic. Um, so the Magic, I think, were honestly looking for someone who would be willing to who, who can bring the same kind of accountability and kind of structure that Steve Clifford brought, but would also have the patience and, and, and kind of the, you know, throw you, throw your, throw your hand over the guy's shoulder to get them through this kind of these usually difficult early stages of, of a rebuild. And, you know, I think that limited their coaching pool a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying that Jamal Mosley's not ready to be a head coach or that he isn't the right, the right choice. I'm obviously the magic have enough faith to, to say that he's the right choice, but um, it, it does limit the, the roster pool. I mean, the magic, couldn't go after Terry Stotts, couldn't go after Rick Carlisle, couldn't go after, you know, even maybe even a Kenny Atkinson. Those guys want results a little bit quicker. Um, so they, they, they're bringing in a coach here in Jamal Mosley, who is, is you're hoping will provide accountability and hopefully help the team speed up that process. So they're not again in this, in this kind of rebuilding phase for five years, but someone that's going to be willing to absorb a few losses probably for the first couple seasons. Can the Buccaneers follow in the Lightning's footsteps in Champa Bay? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And right now for a limited time, you can snag their grasshopper cookie flavor. Truly the best protein bar I've ever eaten of any sort, of any variety, of any flavor. This thing is unbelievable. I was blown away the first time I had it. And I proceeded to devour the rest of the box. The best thing about Built Bars is not only are they delicious, but they are low in sugar, low in net carbs, 
high in protein, high in fiber. So you don't feel guilty about eating something that tastes like it should make you feel guilty. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Right now, go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. In the same way Boston was the center of the sports universe in the late 2000s, it's now in Tampa Bay, or should I say Champa Bay, Three titles in less than a calendar year. Joining me now from 10 Tampa Bay, Evan Klosky. And, and Evan, the the state of Florida, I think, is in the sports world generally seen as a college football state. Mm-hmm. So when you win titles, that can sometimes change these kinds of things. So what has been the reaction locally to all this winning? It's unbelievable. I mean, we fully recognize the golden era that we're living in. I mean, there is a, a stat out there that in, over the past four seasons, when you account for the Rays, the Buccaneers, and the Lightning, uh, we have now witnessed the teams going to four uh, championship games with three titles. If you add up the previous 92 seasons, four finals, two championships. So it is truly remarkable what we're doing here in, in Tampa and over in St. Pete with the Rays. And when you think about uh, the hockey fans, just to, from 2004 when they won their first cup to now, um, the entire city has changed. John Cooper talks about it, how he remembers going into you know what is now Amelie Arena and seeing a bunch of other jerseys. Mm-hmm. And you just do not see that anymore. I mean, there were antiquated rules in place where the arena staff could remove players from certain sweet seats if they were not wearing uh if they were wearing opposing uniforms and and that had some some national headlines which you know the team quickly changed from but that it stems from the Blackhawks series back in 2015 in the Stanley Cup when they just flooded Amelie Arena and you know they they felt like it was uh you know, a disadvantage for the home team. That just it doesn't happen anymore. I mean, there were some Habs uh, jerseys in the stands, but I mean, of the nineteen thousand in Amelie Arena, it was very, very heavily Lightning fans. And this is this is a hockey market now, and uh, it's an everything market. Yeah, the NFL side of this. I mean, there were Buccaneers fans who were old enough to vote who did not know what it looked like to see essentially a good Tampa Bay team, much less a, a championship-level Buccaneers team. Mm-hmm. And, and so from the football side of this, again, I mentioned college football is really the king of Florida football. How have you seen the football fans, the Buccaneers fans, change with the instant credibility that Tom Brady brings? Yeah, and I'll tell you how they change. They're, they're all aboard the Tom Brady bus. <laughs> uh, we cannot get enough of Tom Brady here. Tampa Tom uh, is the best kind Tampa of Tom. Bay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really a movement. And the fan base has embraced Tom Brady fully. The, the organization has as well. I mean, this guy will be here as long as he wants to play football into retirement. They will make every single concession because not only is he the GOAT, but he also has brought such tremendous interest into this area, especially with that football team. And, and it's not to say that people weren't interested in the Bucs before. They they did love the Bucs. It was just one of those things where they never truly believed that 
great things can happen to them. You know, they had that remarkable uh, Super Bowl run the first time around in 2003 and, you know, it, it quickly faded into into some rough times. And and now with the entire team returning, there has never been such anticipation for a football season like the one we're about to have with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers returning every single starter. It's just it's crazy. I mean, it, it really is nuts because we're going to come off of the boat parade on Monday with the bolts. And in about a week and a half, training camp's going to begin and everyone is going to flip the page and start wondering when they're going to repeat. And we're going to run the same sort of storylines that we did for the Lightning right back with the Buccaneers. And finally, Zaila Avant-Garde, a 14-year-old from Harvey, Louisiana, breezed to the championship at the Scripps National Spelling Bee on Thursday night, becoming the first African-American winner and only the second black champion in the Bee's 96-year history. Zaila twirled and leaped with excitement after spelling the winning word, Muria, a genus of tropical Asiatic and Australian trees. I don't even know if I said that right. She spelled it right. Only one word gave her any real trouble, Nepeta, a genus of old world mints. Again, I don't know if I said that one right either. And she jumped even higher when she got that one right than she did when she took the trophy. And Zaila is no stranger to trophies. She is a multiple Guinness World Record holder in basketball. She dribbles. Go check out the videos. They're really incredible. She does some amazing tricks. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets. Download it. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Monday, can the Bucks come back from being down 0-2 as they have already once this postseason? So at least until tomorrow. Stay locked on today.